When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and take game three. This one felt so good, y'all. It felt so, so good. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome. I mean, there's not much you can really say about Devin Booker outside of the fact that he's awesome. He's awesome. You know what Devin Booker is? What is it? Devin Booker is some sexy, sexy, Oh, you mean this sexy sex? This thing right here? Let's go, Espo! That's what Devin Booker is. our dearest Espo, who will be back next week to yep. join us, uh, hopefully again in the VIP lounge. But game three, the Suns got a dub at home, absolutely needed it. An outstanding performance from Devin Booker. How you feeling, Saul? Yeah, um, I'm feeling pretty good. Uh, Jose, shush. Uh, he thought I was saying the sky was falling. No, I just had doubts about the bench. I had doubts about Monty Williams. Yeah. And both of those things kind of fixed themselves a little bit tonight. Um, I Listen, I will, as much as I bagged on Monty before the game, I will give him a lot of credit for just realizing that DeAndre Aiden wasn't giving you anything. Mm-hmm. Not a damn thing, except turnovers. And he went back to Jock. And, and Jock deserved every single minute that he got tonight. He was fantastic. That's my that's my big takeaway is that some of the adjustments, TJ Warren got some run, got some buckets. We've been clamoring for that. It came to fruition, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit. But, I mean, listen, overall, the Suns needed this game. Devin Booker tried to uh, do everything he possibly could to make sure they won this game. And even still, with 47 points, Kevin Durant was struggling. It was so weird to say Kevin Durant was, like, struggling, even though he had 39 points. Like, you don't care how you get a dub. You just needed a dub. You got the dub. Now you got to tie this bitch up on Sunday so that mm-hmm. way we can start this best of three series yes. all over again. Get ourselves back into the mix of things. This was a good start. I love the way that they closed this one out. I will give credit to Monty as well for making that adjustment with Jock, which, again, we'll get into a little bit later. But I think we just have to start this show just giving flowers to Devin Booker because, I mean, again— like, it's getting to the point where you can't even count on one hand or two hands, like, rank Devin Booker's performances anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, which ones have blown you away the most? Because there's just so many now. Like you said, 47 points tonight. But the craziest part, 20 of 25 from the field didn't have his first free throw until 6.6 6 seconds left in the game. Yeah. 
That's yeah. ethical basketball, you guys. Mm. <laughs> ethical <laughs> basketball. We saw JJ, I heard JJ Reddick talk about it on the broadcast. He called him an es- ethical shooter, an ethical basketball player. <laughs> and the guys were like, what does that mean? And he's like, you know, it's he gets buckets without like the foul baiting type stuff. Yeah, yeah. He was. He didn't uh, get to the free throw line, but one, but twice. Which is ridiculous, like that he only got to the free throw line twice compared to Kevin Durant, who I think got there like what 16 times kevin durant was the only other son who got to the free throw line and it was 16 times wow amazing like devin booker was just fantastic uh, listen he he started off assertive as hell yeah. especially in that first quarter i think he had 18 in that first quarter um he was efficient one of the things that um uh some people have pointed out like the fact that he knows where he wants to go with the ball before he even catches the ball um, so that way he's kind of in a, in a full sprint, uh, is really caught the Denver Nuggets off guard tonight and they could not catch up to it. They couldn't, they couldn't find him. Uh, they could, and he was moving so fast that they couldn't even double team him. Uh, and, and listen, if KD, I mean, KD had 39 points tonight, folks, yeah. like think about this. If Devin Booker is cooking like that and KD is just marginally better than he was tonight. Like the Suns could easily, easily win the next three. Like that's how good they are. But when they don't play up to speed and really the supporting cast had a lot to do with that, then, then things kind of fall apart. But Devin Booker is the leader of this cause. Yeah. He is the leader of this team. Like there, he does not defer to anybody, not, not Kevin Durant, one of the greatest shooters of all time. Not, not anybody else. Devin Booker is the leader of this franchise mm-hmm. and leader of this team. And he took charge tonight, set the tone, and it was desperately needed. Great for Devin. Yeah, and there were reports, Roz Goldon Woody on the sidelines of the broadcast tonight. She was talking about how at moments throughout this game, she would watch Devin Booker coming out of a timeout, make sure to go individually talk to every single guy who was going to be out there on the court with mm-hmm. him. Give them some love, you know, build them up a little bit, continue to share information, things he was seeing and whatnot. Like Devin has turned up his game in so many different ways, both on the court, as a leader, in the locker room. And it has been such a joy to watch him do that. Yeah. It, I love the, I just love the different level of focus he has when we get to the playoffs. We get glimpses of it during the regular season when he's feeling good. But tonight you knew like everybody on that team knew like we got to win this game. Yes. Because we, we listen, you go down 3-0, it's over. It is absolutely over. And so um, they flirted with a little danger there in the second half for a little bit, giving up that 15-point lead after halftime. But it still never felt like it was out of control. It still never felt like, oh, no, the wheels are falling off. I still felt like the Suns had full control. They just had to find it again. And then they found it again, and everything was fine. And it was good to see, too, that they didn't waste this game because there was a minute there in the third quarter specifically, like you were talking about, where I think a lot of people and myself included were like, y'all cannot let a game like this from Devin Booker go to waste. Like, yeah. I, we know that Devin is going to be able to put up these performances, but somebody else has to also be there with him. And then they figured it out. Like you said, Kevin Durant, 39 points. The bench showed up really big tonight. It was all around, like, a solid game outside of that third quarter, which really stressed me out a whole lot. But, 9%. but beyond that, <laughs> the other three quarters, big fan of, big yeah. fan, especially yeah. the second one. And that's why he is our big, bright, shiny star. I'm a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> yeah, you are. Yeah, you are, Devin. <laughs> Again, 47 points, nine assists, three steals, six rebounds. 
a block 20 this, of 25 from the field. This kind of felt like the Devin Booker triple-double game that he had against the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals two years ago. Like, it gave me those kind of vibes where mm -hmm. it just felt like nothing the Clippers could do, nothing the Nuggets could do could slow him down. Like, he was just on one tonight. And, man, you needed it. You needed it in so many ways. So, a, like, that's what the leader of your franchise is supposed to do. He's supposed to step up in big moments. He stepped up in big moments. And here we go. Yeah. We love to see it. Love Devin Booker. Amazing games. Hopefully you guys put some money down on Book's performance tonight. I did. If you haven't learned that lesson ah. yet, Devin Booker, his points are going to be insane. So get the over under at a lower number while you still can before all of the apps just, move it up higher. Just, you know, like I we'll get to D.A. in a minute, but D.A. cost me nine hundred dollars and I really don't appreciate it. <laughs> He's the only one that cost me my bet tonight. The only one. I'm sorry, Saul. As much as I would have loved for you to have won your bet, I'm much happier that the Suns won the game. Well, I had the Suns winning the game, too, so they had to win for me to win the bet anyway. That's fair. So, but, like, I put okay, my money well, where my I'm mouth sorry. Was. I feel bad for and you. And not even that. He fell 12 points short of my, the goal, and the goal was only 16. We'll get into that later, but I did win money on the BetMGM well, Sportsbook you, app Lindsay. tonight. I took the over on Kevin Durant, which was set at 28 and a half, so definitely hit on that one. Made me a nice little penny, and I used a bonus bet that I got from BetMGM because I used that code PHNX when I signed up. There are a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, just make sure you use that bonus code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Disclaimer, oh, yeah. 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Also... One additional little fun thing that we have for you guys, our friends over at Circle K gave us another code for you guys to text to get some freebies. Yeah. So don't miss out on this one, okay? Right now, if you text PHNX to 31310, you'll join their text subscriber club and you'll get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. So make sure you do that. That's PHNX to 31310. It's getting warmer outside. Polar pops are the way to go to stay cool. Nice little treat. I know most uh, kids are going to be out of school within the next couple of weeks. So it's a nice little after school treat, too. And it's not very expensive. It's actually really, really affordable. And your polar pops stay longer, stay colder <laughs> so longer. So, okay, for the school near you. <laughs> I love going. A little after school treat. <laughs> Is it not? Is it not? not do you not this. after okay. work? Do you not I'm sometimes not... stop at Circle K and get yourself a Polar Pop 100%. and maybe like a zebra cake? <laughs> yeah. Saying, well, do like, you not? The way you said it was like an after school treat. Like it is. <laughs> no, it is. After it is. when I when I was in elementary school, I used to beg my mom to take me to so, so I can get. I just, yes. I just thought it was funny. Or after call, like when you get I'm out not of school and when you're it. in college. I just, I just thought it was funny that you said that. Because it is. <laughs> 
Anyway, head to CircleK.com <laughs> slash store dash locator to find a Circle K near you. And don't forget to text PHNX to 31310. All right. We got to talk about Jock Landale. And we're going to start Man. with all of these super chats because every super chat tonight seems like it is for mm. our guy. It's either for Jock, Jock or against DA. <laughs> and we'll talk, so Cesar said, shout out to PHNX employee Jock Landale. He's a That's full-time right, baby. badass. That's right, baby. <laughs> you know, there was a tweet tonight. Somebody said, if you watched Jock on the PHNX show a couple weeks ago, you wouldn't be surprised yeah. about the performance that he was having tonight. Um, and that's 100% true. If you've listened to Jock on this show, you know he has he knows so well his role with this team and he has the right approach and the right mentality around staying ready and staying confident within himself to be able to navigate and handle the minutes fluctuation that he's been seeing all season long and he he showed us tonight that he stayed ready for it I'm texting Jock right now. As Are you? Speak. Oh, oh yeah. nice. Oh, yeah. You I'm should telling text him what Jock. the chat says. They all love him right text now. I'm like, Jock. yeah, you're getting a lot of love tonight. Maybe we can convince him to pop up real quick. I don't Ooh, know. I like that. Okay. James Johnson, thank you for your super chat, said this super chat goes out to Monty for having the balls to play the Aussie over that bum. DA, come on, man. We need you. Hashtag eat nuggets. Uh, Victor Renee Gonzalez said as bad a DA as DA played, I think the way he's coached is just as awful. He's so much more than a rolling big, and they never were able to get it out of him. So the the problem with that and the, the realization that I keep coming back to is, is that, yes, he is way more than just a rolling big. However, the many, many times that they try to post him up, he is not fundamentally sound down low on the block to seal off and properly get positioned. You've seen that with, um, with uh, Jock. A lot of times when, when the ball is thrown and it's not perfectly in the hands of Jock, um, Jock goes out to get it to prevent the defense from stealing it from him. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, D.A. just it can't be trusted sometimes with that. And that's where we're at. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It really is, man. All right. A couple more of them here. Sorry, I'm trying to go through and getting all of these things. Okay. Uh, Will, thank you for your super chat, said, Will, uh, the return of the Costco kid. Jock is a badass. Jock is a badass. He played like a badass tonight, and it was a lot of fun to watch him do that. Uh, we have one from Joey Martinez. Thank you, Joey, for your 10 bucks. Appreciate it. Said the crowd was loving Jock's energy. Looked like everyone was frustrated with DA. Just seems like he's not engaged. We're going to need him going forward. TNT finally gave us some juice off the bench. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, are we going to talk about TNT right now? Not right now. We're going to continue to talk about Jock and DA. You paused, so I was like, you're giving me the opportunity to talk about my mans. Not yet. You got to wait for that one. You got to, you got to, more likes. We need more likes. Jock's energy tonight (laughs) was just so infectious. I I don't want to say that the teammate, that, that teammates were, were were excited because they finally felt like they were getting some emotion and some production from that position. But I will say that Jock's energy absolutely rubbed off on the team. Mm-hmm. And you saw people getting hyped about it. Uh, you saw the bench getting hyped. You saw KD getting hyped. Like The crowd? The crowd was getting hyped. Like, Jock was phenomenal in being that kind of edge. And the other thing, he just does not give a fuck. Like, he did not back down to the Nuggets. No. He didn't back down to Jokic. 
He he stood his ground. He played a little bully ball. Like we I've been talking about Aaron Gordon playing bully ball against us and just kind of lowering that shoulder and being physical and whatever. Jock was our version of that tonight. Yeah. Now maybe not dropping 20 or 23 points like like Gordon had d- done the last couple nights, but Jock did everything you needed him to do to boost your team up um and then some and Listen, I thought Monty was absolutely right in leaving uh, D.A. on the bench or pulling. Actually, put him in with five minutes left to go. And he immediately gave the ball right back to the defense. And so he pulled him right back out, put Jock back in. And I I thought it was a fantastic call. So I will give him credit for that. Um, Jock's energy, man, it's just great to see because, you know, he busts his ass and we talk all the time and he wasn't even getting a lot of minutes. Again, we can go back to that. Uh, Just egregious errors that <laughs> we saw a couple couple guys tonight got some run and they got an opportunity and they shined just saying you didn't have to wait to the eighth game of the playoffs for this to happen yeah jock was 100 the x factor in tonight's game oh, yeah. like there there's no denying that you talk about the minutes he did finish with 22 minutes um he also had so six points, nine rebounds, two of them were offensive rebounds, and he got a steal in there too. But there's no doubt about it that Jock was the X Factor because when DA was struggling, Monty could turn to Jock, know that he could put him out there and not have him be a complete liability, know that he was going to bring an insane amount of effort and energy. And plus we got to see a little bit of Jock and KD, of which we love to yeah. see that as well. And it, it just felt like his teammates trusted him a little bit more in this one. Oh, yeah, a million percent. And it's funny how, un, how how uncanny this is, but every time the Nuggets try to switch up on Jock, which has only been like once or twice because they know that Jock, more apt than DA, will absolutely take a small guy down into the paint right underneath the rim and have perfect technique, get the ball, and score easily. Yeah. And so they don't they don't allow that to happen too many too many times. Uh, Jock is just a fundamentally sound dude, mm-hmm. and he plays the game at a high level, uh, physical uh, with a lot of energy, and you love to see it because this team needs it. Mm-hmm. They need energy guys, just like campaign. I, again, like it makes a big difference. A like huge if difference. We never. It like we saw the Nuggets go on a run a couple of times in this game, especially in that third quarter. If you don't have somebody who can come in and give you a boost of energy who is not named Devin Booker, where are you going to get that from? Like Kevin Durant isn't like he's not, you know, he's not loud with his emotions, if that makes sense. He'll knock down some big shots or have a big defensive play, but he's not loud with his emotions. And neither really is Devin Booker. He can be a little bit more, but you need somebody who has the and not the negative emotions, but finds a way to turn a negative into a positive within it. And that's campaign right now and Jock Landell from tonight. We saw Jock Landell get a little spicy like the minute he came into the game. Yeah, when deservedly so. They needed that. They did. Like this team needs that. They need some kind of ass kicker out there. Yeah. And Jock was that dude. And I'm cool with that. Like yeah. I said, I've been saying that they needed an agitator out there. They needed somebody that was going to get under people's skin. Mm-hmm. That was going to, you know, kind of ruck things up or muck things up. And that's what Jock did. And that's he played his role to a T tonight. And that was fantastic. Yeah. Ants in the chat said he has the Aussie attitude. He does. If that's what it is, then I'm Aussies all here are, for are it. Very ornery. All right, a couple more Super Chats. Frank, thank you for yours. Said, I was expecting DA to show up, but Jock had to do it. And thank God that Jock did do it. Um, Okay, so 
couple more. We'll go Gordon here. Thank you, Gordon, for yours. Said, it's malpractice if DA is still a son next season. Jock outplayed him. LMFAO. And then Omar said, rumor of DA for Kyrie after this game, I'm doing it. No. Are you okay? Let's spend a little bit of time. Okay, talking about DeAndre in okay. because I know a lot of people are incredibly frustrated with mm-hmm. him, as we can see in the chat right now. Yes, on a scale of one to ten, ten being the most frustrated and one being the least frustrated. How frustrated are you with DeAndre in tonight? Ten game? being the most, one being the least. Ten being the most, one being the least. Uh, I am probably at a nine right now. Okay, which is the most I think I've ever been. Mm-hmm. Um, when he got the ball, nobody in front of him, wide open lane, and jumped and didn't and just like didn't try to dunk it, didn't be like and and tried to lay it up or whatever, and 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 it got clapped. Like I, I just I I was so done at that moment. I think everybody was. We all of us in the office were like, "Are you kidding me right yeah. now? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's it's." I just don't even un- I don't understand his mentality. I don't I don't understand where he's at. And I know I think Brendan and Clean said that he went to the sideline. And he was visibly like pissed off and frustrated at himself. Um, cool, but I, I I'm I, you know you know at, at this point it's like it's like my kid striking out a baseball and going to the dugout and slamming a bat. Well, cool. What does that fucking do for you? Yeah. Nothing. You could do that a million times. It's not going to do anything. But are you doing any other things behind the scenes that are getting you ready? For these games right now, I feel very confident that it's it's a no. It's not. He's not putting in the work. He's not putting in like the the amount of things that need to happen for you to be a high level successful player. And it's really odd because you have three guys on your squad right now with Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and and um, and CP3 that are basically leading by example in terms of work ethic and dedication to your craft and DA's. Too worried about other things. I don't know what those other things are, but it sure it sure isn't basketball right now because he is almost he's damn near a liability right now. It's in this game he was a liability for sure. Last game maybe you can make the argument he wasn't. Um, I don't think he was last game, uh, but this game a million percent a liability. You had to go to Jock. Yes, there was no no question. If Jock wasn't playing the way that Jock was playing, this game could have ended badly. Yeah, because you needed somebody else in that role and jock filled it tonight gordon sent us another super chat said jock over da and then brought up campaign as a difference maker on pace tonight which we will definitely get into here shortly in the chat um as far as how frustrated people are with da the lowest that we've been given is an eight so everyone is an Mm -hmm. eight or higher as far as the frustration towards deandre in tonight Mm -hmm. and it just sucks so much because I don't see this is the thing that I'm confused by. I wonder we we played the Stephen A clip in the pregame show where he was getting on DA mm-hmm. about his game two performance and just finding some heart and some hustle to not allow Jokic to do what Jokic did in game two. And I brought it up to you. I was like, but you know, we did praise DA after game two for doing what he could against Jokic. Did Jokic still get defensively? His? Yes. Yeah, defensively, yes. Did Jokic still get his? Of mm-hmm. course, because everyone who talks about Jokic is you can't stop him. You just got to put some pressure on him. Yeah. And you had mentioned something along the lines of maybe people don't watch DA as much. And this is a conversation we would had quite a bit over this whole entire season. 
everyone outside of Phoenix who doesn't watch DA on a night in and night out basis still seems like there's a little bit left. Like ha still has more faith in DA than we do. Yeah. Is it because we watch it so much or is it because our expectations are higher than they should be? No, for sure. Like it's absolutely because we watch it all the time and we know. You know, like it's just like the Nuggets fans and how much they clamor for for Jokic to get the MVP because he's su such a special player and he is. They watch him day in day out, so, so they, they see, see more. every little single thing that Jokic does that makes him so amazing to that fan base. We see Da the opposite kind of way, where we see every little thing that he does. Some of it is good, mm -hmm. some of it is bad, but nothing is near max level pl payer status player status uh none of it would have been deemed worthy of the number one overall pick like and those are the things that are held over his head right now so as a Suns fan you want more and you know nuggets fans you know the dmvr guys they literally will ask us like why do you guys not like da so much why is your why do you fans not like da so much and i'm like dude if you if if we could switch places and you watch deandre aiden i guarantee you you would feel the same exact way there is no way around it yeah. And, and it's just, it's frustrating as all hell. So um, I, he's just, he better find it quick because, and, and I'm, I'm saying there's, there's two folds to this folks. He better find it quick. A, because if you do have any hopes of trading him um, in the off season, uh, th those numbers are tanking rapidly right now, because right now he's nothing more than a role player. And I don't know if Indiana would still be interested in making a trade for him at that dollar value for anything more than a couple second rounders. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know if they would. He's a good player when he wants to be good. But whatever, for whatever reason, he is so in his head and he is, he's just, it's paralysis right now by analysis, in my opinion. So, um, so that's one. Number two, you need DA to play at a high level so you can play a fucking, so you can try to win a championship. That's the, that's the, those are the two things. Cause I see everybody's like, oh, we should trade him for Kyrie. Oh, we should trade him for this. We should trade him for this. Dude, You'll be lucky to trade him for anything worth of value right now. You'd be lucky to. Right now, you have a $150 million problem sitting on your bench. And you better hope he figures it out. You better hope he figures it out. And the thing that sucks the most is exactly what Tim from Phoenix sent us in his super chat. So, Tim, thank you for that. said, I feel bad for DA. Such a good guy. But for whatever reason, it just ain't working. And that's exactly the the hardest part about this is that DA is such a good dude. And we've been wanting, we want DA to succeed. Yeah. And so when he has these games where it just feels like it's a lack of effort or energy or whatever it may be, it sucks so much because you just want DA to find success. And he just, in the way that we expect anyway, in the way that, he claims that he can in the way that he's paid to be. Yeah. All of those things. And it just sucks. A couple more super chats. One from James. James said, maybe DA is not happy playing as a center and wants to play the four. Maybe. That was something Gerald brought up in yesterday's show. It's a very, very real possibility. Mm -hmm. It is. Uh, and then Han, giving Landale some love again, said, Jock Landale is the GOAT. Been trying to tell y'all. Okay. Calm down, Han. <laughs> He's the goat of our hearts. Uh, ASU DJ uh, PHX uh, with the super chat says Saul would be at a 17 if DA played at ASU. I'm not going to lie. Probably facts. Probably facts. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'd be at a 10 right now if, if he played for ASU. I'm at a nine as it is. Yeah. I'm barely hanging on. <laughs> barely. 
You're barely hanging on. I'm barely hanging on. You gonna on. take an OG sleepy time gummy tonight so you get a good uh, night's rest uh, and then a day off tomorrow and come back on Sunday for game four refreshed and ready to go. I don't know about refreshed. I just refreshed. planned your whole weekend for you. You're I welcome. mean, I appreciate that, but I think I'm gonna take some OGs and I'm gonna be Eddie Johnson and some golf on Sunday. Okay. Think that. All right. And then come in and watch the Suns win game four. So, okay, OGs before golf. Yeah. Is OGs before golf make it even better? I Do mean, tell, it explain. Definitely enhances the experience. <laughs> I mean, you're outside. You got nice weather. Yeah. Really great scenery. Eighty degrees. Okay. Fantastic. I can see it. If you guys want to get your hands on some OGs, you can find them at your local dispensary or by checking out ogsbrands.com. You do have to be 21 or older, and we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Uh, Game time is one of the best places to get your tickets if you want to go see the Suns or whatever concert you're looking for. Game four is probably going to be a heck of a lot of fun. I know when I asked you the other day what uh, tickets for game three were, they were just under $100 for game three. Uh, so game four, I wonder what this is going to look like here. Let me see. Oh, can I guess? Can yeah. Can guess? Uh-huh. So it's five, seven. What you got? Uh, five, seven. I will say the lowest ticket right now is at a 143. Nope. 117. Ooh, okay. 117 will get you in the door, and you can snag these tickets without the stress with game time. Just download the app, create an account. But... Here we go. Another another code for you guys. PHNX will get you $20 off your first purchase. So you can get in to game four for under $100 when you use that code PHNX on your first purchase. Terms do apply. Again, just create an account. Redeem that code PHNX for $20 off your first purchase. Download game time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. You want to talk about the bench salt? I feel like Hell we got to yeah, give the bench talk about a lot that. of flowers. Listen. Uh, well, before we get to the bench, I do want to say one more thing about campaign. Um, oh, well, I guess I did kind of lump campaign yeah. in the bench again, and I should yeah, have. Yeah, campaign uh. wasn't part of the bench, and I, I you know, it's okay. Um, <laughs> My so, bad. So campaign, from the get-go, uh, the first bucket he got, he beat all five Denver Nuggets down the end of the yes. court and got a layup. Um, multiple times tonight, he pushed the pace, including a nice little fast break run where he, where he, he kind of no-look past it, Kevin Durant for a dunk campaign put this offense on a whole nother level in terms of speeding it up, getting out and running, getting some guys, some easy buckets. I mean, sometimes like Kevin Durant was struggling and he had a couple easy buckets by way of campaign tonight that felt like kind of helped get him going. Those are valuable. And in, in, when we just watched two games, basically of a slug fest where the Suns were struggling to get easy shots tonight, they got easier shots multiple mm -hmm. times and it worked out. Um, and, and campaign is the reason for that. I like campaign could score two points in this game and I could care less because, or I couldn't care less because his pace is what matters. We've been watching Chris Paul. He's so efficient with his pace and his movements. Um, but sometimes when you have a style of a team, it doesn't really fit. And I feel like that's kind of what we've been seeing for the last couple of weeks. Campaign got in here and changed the pace up a little bit that I think suited this team much better, and they were able to get out and run. They got some easy shots in transition. Um, it even set up uh, Devin Booker's, uh, a couple of Devin Booker shots, including a pull-up three, because the defense is kind of rattled in transition, not really knowing what to expect. And so I think all those things uh, lumped in together was fantastic. So Yeah, I love this team feels like they play so much better when they get out and they run. 
And it's also much more enjoyable to watch. And I feel like to an extent, listen, you're not going to, there's no secret weapon to have against Jokic, right? He's still at a triple double tonight. Impressive numbers. Yeah. But I feel like it does wear him out a little bit. I mean, yeah, I think so. It wears them out a little bit, and, so. uh, and it just brings the energy up. I really enjoyed campaign in that starting lineup. Um, Going to potentially see it for a few more games here, depending on what Chris Paul's status is. But big fan of campaign. Love the way that he plays. He's got a lot of heart and energy. He but, had seven points and six assists tonight. But uh, more importantly, let's talk about TJ Warren. TNT. Uh, because we have somebody in our PHNX spectrum mm -hmm. that actually predicted something happening with T.J. Warren. Oh, we did, did we? You got T.J. Warren sitting over there, and I know he hasn't played much, but I am telling you he is going to win us a playoff game. T.J. Warren Ooh. is going to win us a playoff Ooh. game. Foul trouble is going to happen or whatever, right? Guy gets nicked up, maybe can't play. That guy can step on the court, and if he gets his touches, he can give you 20, and he can get you six, seven rebounds. I Listen. Uh, that was March 2nd, so well over like over two months ago. It was pretty much that, right after. That EJ said that. Yeah. And I kind of gave him a look like, really? But, I mean, tonight he had some crucial rebounds. He had uh, a couple blocks. It was fantastic. Uh, and, and then his overall performance, uh, you know, shooting the ball, he had a couple key buckets in the fourth quarter. Fantastic overall. Um, so, like, kudos to, to TJ for finally taking advantage of that of that entire thing or that opportunity because he hadn't gotten an opportunity. We didn't understand why he wasn't getting an opportunity. And it was real shitty that he wasn't getting an opportunity because I really feel like he could have won them a, a game. I just hope we continue to see more minutes from TJ Warren and Terrence Ross. I mean, our bench alone, 22 points were contributed from our bench tonight. You know, you remember how many in game two? Four. Four. Four points. Landry Shamit himself had four points tonight. So I know there is a little bit of, you know, the bench typically plays a little bit better at home. They feel more comfortable in front of their fan base, yada, 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 whatever, whatever. But that's a big difference from just home to away. You can't tell me that that's the only difference in tonight's game, that had you played the same bench rotations that you did in game two, that those guys would have had 22 points tonight instead of four. No, they wouldn't have. No. No, the Suns would be, they'd be looking at a 3-0 deficit right now if that was the case. Yeah. Even Terrence Ross, like he missed a couple wide open shots, but at least he was a threat. He hit that one, three, and that was enough to make the, the Nuggets have to be wary of it. Mm -hmm. And that's all you needed. Yeah. That's all you needed. You just needed a couple threats out there to make the Nuggets have to second guess and think about their rotations. Because before that, it was just double, 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 double team uh, Booker and KD. And so I, I loved it. I, I thought it was great. Um, and, and Monty actually stuck with it. Uh, I thought for a second there, maybe he'd only give him a couple minutes and then that was it. But uh, he gave them both a, a, a good opportunity to, to display themselves and, and they they came through. Yeah. Gordon sent us another super chat. Thank you, Gordon. Said, not trying to spam. You're never spamming, Gordon. Just know that. Said, but campaign and TNT were huge, Very. all caps. They were. It was, a, it was an awesome game for all three of those guys. And it was good to see, and hopefully, again, we'll see it on Sunday as well. Will sent us a super chat as well and said, thoughts on Craig's three minutes and Josh Akogi's 10 minutes? Um, I kind of feel like you just had to give Terrence Ross and TJ Warren a little bit of love, and then Landry's 
Landry Shamit is still Monty's guy. And <sighs> if you're gonna put out from my this this is what I'm gonna guess that Monty will say something along the lines of, right? As far as why he still played Landry Shamit. Terrence Ross and TJ Warren defensively aren't as bullshit. In, bullshit. In the in his words, bullshit. right? Or in his mind. Terrence Ross and TJ Warren are more of a liability defensively than Landry Shamit. So if you're going to put one of them out there, you also got to give Landry a little bit of run to help make up for it. Did you all see that tonight? Because I no. certainly didn't. I was waiting to see the liability defensively from those two guys, and I never saw it. Uh, I thought uh, Terrence Ross was the only one that came close a couple times of breaking on defense, breaking down defense, but he was close enough to contest on shots. And like, and like really close, not like, okay, I'm at the free throw line while I'm shooting a three. Like he was up in their face and they hit, uh, you know, a couple times they hit a good shot. I thought they were both good defensively. Shaman is getting minutes for no fucking reason, point blank. I don't know why. I don't know why it's at the expense of, in this game, Josh Akogi. I don't understand it at all. It's like Monty can't help himself like, well, if I'm going to concede this, then I'm at least going to get mine here. Like why? Why can't we just have nice things? Money? I don't know. You tell me. Do we have any money sound? I'd like to be an angry. Um, Gerald Wilson will have something from Monty anyway. But okay, but back to the whole Tory Craig, Josh Kogi minutes thing. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on the two of them seeing less? Uh, I mean, honestly, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't notice it as much because I wanted to see T.J. Warren get some minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I did think that Josh Kogi came in. Uh, it was in a weird kind of time. It was weird, like with like at the end of the second the quarter, right? Quarter, was third oh, quarter? Third yeah. quarter. There was like fifty or fifty forty three seconds left or something like that, and they took took out Terrence Ross and put in Josh Okogi, and I was like, but why? Like, don't you want to try and score a couple times? It was really weird. It, money. I still don't understand. I feel like it was the end of the second quarter. Maybe it was. I think it was to go into the half because you were asking that question, and I was, I was like, like I don't it, know, maybe not to get any sort of momentum for them, but it's just like, but. It didn't really make that much sense. Maybe yeah. just to get him a couple more minutes so that it didn't feel as drastic of a change and keep <sighs> him a little bit in a flow in case he needed to get go back to him at some point in time. I just don't. I don't get it. I don't know. Uh, Sue, Sue and Lee says, Shamit was playing instead of J.O. is only strictly to spread the floor for Book and KD. But it doesn't. But it That's doesn't. That's the thing is that like they know now that that they don't need to be – they don't need to give him anything. No. No. They can they just, if anything, the Nuggets play one step closer to the lane so they can help on the weak side. Right. <laughs> because they're like, this bomb ain't shooting it. Like, in theory, that made sense. But now that we are into the series a bit in game three, the Nuggets know what Landry is going to do and what he's not going to do. Yeah, he's not going to do they anything. And they will take a three from Landry to not play up on him in that same way. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I would, too. I mean, if I'm the Nuggets, I would totally do that. Here's a question for you. But Terrence Ross and TJ Warren? I'm going to put you on the spot. You got to you gotta, kind of got to. Your life is on the line. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I do not like this Your at all. Your life is on the line. Landry I Shemit. played the fifth. I don't recall. <laughs> Shooting the ball. I do not recall. Do you take it? <laughs> do you take the shot? Or do you decrease your lifespan by half right now? Wait, wait. I'm sorry. What? Yeah. Ask me the question again. Okay. So Landry Shamit can either shoot for your life. Mm -hmm. So whatever your life expenses, expect, expectancy. So I'm supposed to live till 80. Let's just say you're supposed to live till 80. Okay. okay you get to keep that. Okay. If, if, uh, if, if you say no, you don't want Landry to shoot for you. 
then you immediately lose half of your life expectancy. So you would drop down to 40. But if he misses, I die immediately. I don't yes. get what the okay. Yes. Oh fudge! <laughs> what's what's the situation look like? Is this in practice or in a game? Is it wide open? We'll give you warm up jumpers. How about that? Warm up jumpers. Warm ups. Oh, then I'll take it. Oh yeah. Yeah. War I feel like I feel like we've said it in the chat here before. Everyone said it. Landry must be really good at practice. <laughs> Landry's good Where's, in certain situations. So I'll I'll take that. Where's gamble. taking the shot though? It's a three, right? Yeah, it's a three. I, I top of the key. Three, right? Yeah. Okay. Top of the key. I'll give you all the advantages. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, sure certainly isn't from the wing. I'm not gonna shoot, say you for failure like that. I'll take it. Thank <laughs> you. You <should> <laughs> uh, it's a big gamble, that's for sure. But yeah. I mean that's 40 extra years that you would well, 40 and then some change, right? That's just kind of. I feel like it's worth it. Yeah. Because yeah. then you. Because if you say no, then you die at forty. And Either that would be really to sad too. Just yeah, take it'd be me really now. Sad if it was just just done take now. me now. No, <laughs> take me now. I'm gonna call it a day. <laughs> All right. Let's do a couple more super chats here. Manuel, thank you for yours. Said, where are all the nuggets and four fools at? LOL. I tried to say it. On the real though, good win. Bench did good for us. Book is king. Katie is gonna erupt for us soon. And DA dot dot dot. I tried to tell you, like, it's never good when you say blank in four. No. Like it's just not a good omen. Yeah. You're not gonna do well after that. Yeah. The only reason why the Suns in four thing worked out the first time is because we were already beating that ass in the fourth quarter towards the end anyway. So it didn't matter. Like it, 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 the fight happened in game three, but in game four, like once they started going on a run, like and they kind of cemented the game. That's when the Suns and Four chant started happening in the Denver Nuggets arena. But the the series was over. The game was over. The series is over. It didn't really matter. Uh, when we tried to pull that shit against the Bucks, yeah, we, and we said Suns and Four quick. when we were up 2-0. Guess what happened? We got mollywopped. And I'm just saying, it's not and we a good ain't got no rings because of it. Yeah. We got no rings. No rings because of it. All right. Adam H., thank you for your super chat, said, Saul agreed. Katie was great tonight points-wise, but if he can just turn up the field goal percentage and Armani mode stays engaged, this is going to be awesome. Yeah. So, points points are cool, but I prefer my points not coming, first of all, 16 free throw attempts. Um, I, I, I'm okay with the 16 free throw attempts, but I want you to... He was literally to, the only other guy. I want you to score line. more. And he was struggling mightily tonight. He was um, one to, of seven in the first quarter. It was not pretty. Yeah. It was not, overall, he, was, he wasn't good at all. Like, no. he needs to be much better. He was missing layups, for crying out loud. That He's, was ugly. 12 of 31 is what he finished with. 12 of 31. One of five from deep, which Damn. is the second game in a row now that Kevin Durant has put up points but his efficiency has been straight garbage. Devin Booker at one point in this game had a true shooting percentage of over 90%. It was at halftime. Which is insane. I'm pretty sure it was at halftime. 90%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's stupid. Good. We definitely need, if, if Kevin Durant can get his shots to fall more efficiently moving forward, there is a good possibility because this is what we're getting. We're getting 39 and 45, 47 from KD and Book. Mm -hmm. If KD can be a little bit more efficient, we definitely can be 
right back in the mix of this series. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. I don't understand why KD's efficiency has been struggling so much. You know, I, I, again, I'm going to go back to this. I would love to go back and see how many good games he's actually had in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I wonder, sometimes arenas, lights, whatever, they just don't jive with you. They, you just There's a feeling that you have in these arenas that maybe you just, you got to get used to a little bit more. And he just hasn't he just hasn't found it yet. Um, like 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 when I was in high school, like I wasn't a big fan of playing in my high school gym. I liked to play in Corona's gym. I don't know why. I had my best games at Corona because it was just a it, the the lighting and the the atmosphere just suited me better. I liked it better. I'm not um, buying this. Song. Sometimes, yeah, I'm telling. It's a thing. I get it, but it's Kevin freaking Durant. I'm telling you, like, sometimes things just don't line up your eye. It's like a golf course. I made that analogy yesterday. And so, you know, it, I think it's just going to be a little bit of adjustment for him. He, he's he's He'll figure it out. Like, I, I'm convinced that he's going to have a 40-point game at some point before this series is over, for sure. But I'd almost be willing. But his efficiency was bad in Denver and in Phoenix. You're going to tell me both gyms suck for him? No, first of all, Denver's gym sucks ass. Well, I get that, but Phoenix's was just renovated, and they have the same lighting as the L.A. arena. No, they don't. Similar. They just don't put as much smoke in there that gives it the haziness. No, and it's also not as dark down low. Around the fan bowl, like the bowl? Yeah, like the lower part. Like in in L.A. It's similar, though. In L.A., you, you can only see, like, maybe the first four or five rows. And then it gets dark and you can't really right. see it. Here you can see the it's whole the lower bowl. It's the same setup. They just have it lit differently. Yeah. But still. So it's not the same setup. I don't know. So. <laughs> no, it's the same setup. It's, the same it's just setup, different but settings. But different. Same setup, different settings. No. That's a thing. No. I swear to God, I was there when they showed the blueprint shenanigans. They said it was the exact same lighting setup they as say LA it all has. they want, but you've been there. You've seen it. And, and you know it's not the same. U of A has the same lighting as the Lakers do. It's dark down there. No, low. I know that. But the capability is there. What are we talking Whatever. about? Whatever. Right anyway, <laughs> I, I don't know that I'm buying I that. understand he had 39 points tonight. Yes, he had 39 points tonight. On paper, 39 points is fantastic. 16 of those were free throw attempts. Uh, he shot 12 of 31. He missed 19 shots. That is a very subpar Kevin Durant performance. That's not... It's not earth-shattering to say that, guys. No. Come on now. It's not. Come on now. Yeah. He's, But that's how great he is. Even when he has a trash game, he drops 39 because he's legendary like that. We are judging him based off of his own standards. Yes. Because if the we were judging him we off judge of... Him ba- we judge Book off of Book standards. If we were chilling, if we were judging him on DA standards, he'd be a... Or even just player. an average NBA player, he'd it would be still first be. Ballot, but he's not an average NBA player. So, Yeah. Okay, a couple things. Uh, Lou, thank you for your super chat. Lou said, you think they should use Baisley and run and gun? Ba- There's no chance Baisley touches the floor. Yeah, dude, you no think T.J. Warren chance. and Terrence Ross didn't, didn't get any money love? No. He does not love him some Baisley either. No, no chance. Absolutely not. Um, okay, one more. Trevor said, D.A. seems seem disinterested. Uh, get a rebound. Scoring will come. You think D.A. seems disinterested? Thank you for your super chat. I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm at a loss for what DA's thinking. I'm not even going to try to predict it. Um, Iverson sent us a super chat that DA is 100% con in the summer. So we're going to be able to ask Gerald about this one. But DA left the arena. There's mm-hmm. a report from 
who is this from? Tim. Tim Mac. I don't know how to say his last name. Cannon? Yeah. McManon? Mm-hmm. Tim McManaman. Yes, I can't ever say his last name. Okay. Thank what you. Is it? it says, uh, DeAndre Ayton exited the arena before the Suns locker room opened to media and then said Monty Williams had high praise for Jock Landale's effort. Listen, so, uh, he he got booed tonight. He did not have a good game. He is probably very, you know, agitated, frustrated, emotional about this. Um I want to say that that's a good sign, but I think at this point we don't even know what a good sign for DA is anymore. Yeah. So um, I can understand why he, he – he, listen, there wasn't going to be any good questions coming his way. Not a damn one. Mm-hmm. They were like, why, why were you not good tonight is the, you know, the que- kind of question he would have got. So, yeah. Um. So somebody in the chat when this first news first broke on Twitter asked or said something along the lines of DA getting fined. I don't know if this one would count for a fine because how it works now is you get to request a couple of players to come to the podium and that podium is available to all media who are covering the game. And then there's a tier system and tier one media can go into the locker room and talk to additional players after the game. Um, and since he, he may not have been requested, obviously I would assume a Kevin Durant, maybe a Jock Landale, Devin Booker would have been the ones who had been requested in tonight's game. Um, so if DA wasn't requested for the podium and then left before the locker room opened, I don't know if that's finable offense. I don't know either. I don't know either. Um, But again, like. Yeah, but maybe he said he had to go recharge his Tesla battery. <laughs> oh, no, blessings. I, I'm 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 just as frustrated as everybody else is. Everybody's really uh, frustrated. They don't. I, yeah, we could just trade Aiden, but y- y- again, I don't. I don't know who's trading for him at this point. It's gonna be really tough. Yeah, DeAndre Aiden needs to get himself a pair of shady rays. He needs to stay off Twitter. He needs to turn off the TV. And he just needs to block out all the noise, all the critique, rightfully deserved or not. He just needs to block it all out. He needs to find peace within his own head, find his mental space, put on his shady rays, go sit outside in some sun in his backyard maybe tomorrow, get some rest, some relaxation, some vitamin D, and just chill out and get ready for game four mentally. That's what DA needs. And if you need a pair of shady rays because the summer is coming up, Make sure you check them out and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. This is an exclusive offer for our listeners, and it is the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and, again, use that code PHNX. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, if you have no plans tomorrow, might I recommend checking out the Four Peaks Pub down in Tempe. They've got a great atmosphere. They have amazing food and, of course, fantastic beer. You can check out all the information on Four Peaks and follow along with Arizona's hometown brewery by following them on social media at Four Peaks Brew or at Four Peaks Pub to keep up. You do have to be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks beer, and we ask that you drink responsibly. Okay, one last super chat here. Are two super chats. So Paisley first. Paisley, thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you donating 20 bucks to us. Said, with the available coaches available on the market, 
Would the consideration be viable to remove Monty for a different coach, much like Golden State did when they moved away from Jackson for Kerr? Man, we're we're using up a lot of our off-season topics right now, and I really don't want to. <laughs> um, it is something that that will be talked about. Yes, I'll just say it that way. It is something that will definitely have to be discussed, and how the rest of this series plays out probably has a lot to do with it as well. I think tonight opinion. helped a lot. Tonight definitely helped a lot. If they would have dropped tonight's game, we would have been in big trouble, and I think um, Monty would have struggled as well. We go, we go six or seven games. Monty's going to be just fine. Yeah. If we go, if we got, we got swept, or you know, they lose these next two, Monty will not be just fine. Mm-hmm. So it, there's, I it, again, like we're, we're, we can we can talk all all day about it, but the Suns won. That's the most important thing. Let's focus on that. We'll worry about Monty and. And uh, NDA another day. Yeah, a little bit later into the offseason. Let's not get too, too far ahead of ourselves. All right, Joseph sent us a super chat, said, are we not going to talk about Katie and getting postered? No, we weren't going to, Joseph. Joseph. Not until you made us bring it up. First of all, sir, how dare you? <laughs> wait, wait. I think I blinked, actually. I, I don't even recall that part of the I was game. definitely looking at Twitter at I that was, point in time. Yeah, I have no I idea what you're talking I about. I don't know what you are referring to, sir. <laughs> That was it was pretty legit though. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it felt a little bad for Katie. Yeah, on that he one. got he got dunked on. Also, Jose, what is what is wrong with you today? Why are you so angry? Like you you hate Kevin Durant that much that you'd rather see the Suns lose because of Kevin Durant than win with Devin Booker? Like Devin Booker was awesome tonight. It's okay to say that. It's okay to say Kevin Durant had 39 points, but also stunk up the joint. I think we're saying the same thing, except you were just really angry about it today, man. You need a hug. Or some OGs. Jesus. You need a hug. OGs and a hug. It's so ornery all it's the time. It's a good mix. And um, I think we have a few more super chats that I have missed on my side. Do you have them on your side? All right. So we have one from Aunt B. Thank you. Said DA just doesn't have the passion. Maybe. Maybe. I, I will say that song. when a lot of people still continue to bring up the comments from DA about his goal being getting to the second contract in the NBA... And I push so hard that getting to a second contract in the NBA is is a difficult task. A lot of players don't make it to a second contract. And that maybe, maybe, just maybe, DA meant longevity and not just a payday, that second contract in that sense. Just maybe. And I tried so hard to push for that. (laughs) And I want to continue to think that. But now I don't know. I really don't know. I have no idea. I mean, it, it... Again, he just has these ups and these downs, and you just don't know what you're going to get on a day-to-day basis. And that is the conundrum that is DeAndre Aiden. It is frustrating to him. It's frustrating to us. Um, I do think that he would be better served in another in another place, another team, because I just think he does need a new, a fresh start somewhere else. Um, this gym is the lights just aren't shining right for him. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I'm just they were just shining teasing. perfect. They were shining perfect down at U of A because they were the actual right lights. So you're saying we should change the we should hit up Matt Ishbia and be yeah. like, yo, you gotta change the lighting. Yeah. It'll help DA, it'll help yeah. Kevin Durant, it'll saying. look cooler on TV. Yeah. If uh, listen, I, I'm fr- firmly convinced that if DA looked around the arena and it was just pitch black and he thought he was playing like, you know, just with him and his friends, he would probably ball out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Loki. I feel like you should hit up Ishmael and tell him this. I mean, 
Humphrey, he probably balls out in practice. Like, I'm not even kidding. Y'all want to see it? Let's go. Oh, my gosh. Okay. game, it's like, We did get a super chat from Alfredo, but I don't have, there's nothing with it. And I didn't see a second follow-up message, but thank you for your super chat. We appreciate you being here with us. Um, and then Icon sent us a super chat. Icon said, Ishbia must have a ton of confidence in Monty after watching him make an adjustment that worked seven games after fans had been screaming for it. Uh, I mean, first of all, I don't know about that because what do you want the guy to do? Get Fire him in the middle of a series? That's not going to happen. You're not going to fire him in the middle of the playoffs. Like, that's just, that's not going to happen. So I don't know if he, like, has a lot of confidence. But uh, let's just say... Uh, changes were made tonight for a reason. I think that um, I think if Monty didn't make these adjustments and we had lost, then <sighs> things would have been way worse. Oh, because Desi would have been fire. We talked about like leaving no stone unturned, right? At least when your back's against the wall and they knew it, like they knew they were desperate, right? Coming into this game, it was a must win 100%. If Monty had stuck to the exact same things that did not work in game one and game two, it would have been bad news bears for him. Yeah. Um, it, it certainly would have been. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a I'm tough really one. sad about, about DA, but I've, Again, I, we've we've gone at length about him. The most important thing is that the Suns found a way to win tonight. Mm-hmm. Jock was huge. The team played very, very well. Uh, outside of maybe a stretch in the third quarter where it looked like everything stuck, like offensively, everything just stuck, and they were playing that kind of iso ball again. Outside of that little stretch, I think the Suns played, uh, you know, I thought they played a very good game. They were fluid. Chemistry was there. They were running a lot of their sets to that third, fourth, fifth option, which I really like to see. And then Devin Booker was just a man amongst boys out there um, in the first half and really kept everything in line until K- KD joined the fray, and so did everybody else in the supporting cast. So good job tonight, guys. All right, so I see a lot of people in the chat asking, um, where's Girth? Where's Gerald? I don't know, y'all. He tweeted one minute ago, but he hasn't texted me back. Yeah. He literally, he literally left me on red. Yeah. What a jerk. It After all is. the love I gave him on May the 4th yesterday, I mean, how dare he? You know, he's... He's going to text me back soon. So in the meantime, <laughs> I know he's going to text me back soon. There's no know? way. Yeah. He'll get here soon. I'm sure. In the meantime, what would you like to do? What would you like to discuss? <laughs> Dame was at the game tonight. That's true. God, oh, if Dame was on this team. Oh, man. That'd be, I don't know. It, it, it would be cool, but, like, I do think that there's, like, you know, there's there's a legitimacy to, is there enough basketballs to go around between three guys that are playing at an elite level? KD, Devin, and, and, and then Dame in the fold? Like, oh, yeah, that'd, that'd be tough. That'd be tough. I mean, maybe. I love Dame. But I, would I would love to see Dame on the Suns. Everybody would have, would love Dame on the Suns. I feel like Damian Lillard is, by default, a Phoenix Sun. Because of what he did for Devin Booker to get him to his first All Star game. That's fair. Like, and That's and fair. and he really endeared himself to this community, and everybody has an affinity for Damian Lillard. Um, and 
Colts 23 says it, so it must be true. Lillard wants to play in Phoenix. I mean, yeah. there it is. Oh, but it would be so fun to have Dame here in Phoenix. You know, I remember that exact moment when he tweeted, or not when he tweeted it, he said it after his yeah, game. Yeah. It came out during the third quarter of a Suns game, and we were able to, like, sneak it into the broadcast, and it was, like, a whole big deal. Mm -hmm. And after the game, everyone was talking about it, and it was, like, what, two days before the All-Star game? Mm -hmm. Something like that? Yeah. That was a really big moment. That was really cool. Hey, hey, what I tell you guys. He about, still didn't text me back. It's about time, Johnny Ray Sunshine. He didn't text me back, he, so he still left me on red. He's just sitting here. He's just... He's, you know, he's sending just out showing tweets. up out of he's nowhere. He's just putting us on red, like just ghosting Damn. us. You know what? Gerald did you know, us dirty tonight. Yeah, I, you know, you know, I don't know. He's, he, you know, he's getting a little girthy for his britches. Oh, and he's giving us the 11s oh, right now. Wow. Like, what is wrong with my guy? Wow. He is. We might have to humble uh, young, Gerald young needs Mr. A Gerald. Time out. He needs a timeout. Yes. You better watch yourself. He needs big a timeout. Oh man! If you yeah, refuse to go back on the road, you need to put him in a we, shitty we, hotel. We, we, <laughs> I'm putting my shotgun willies. Uh, <laughs> I'm a, uh, I, we we gotta be careful about what what we say to Gerald because he might leave just like D.A. did <laughs> before availability. Run it, Emma. In the darkness, <laughs> beyond the light, there shall only be one. Welcome, you There are literally no excuses ever, Gerald, to leave his me face. on red. No excuses. I don't give a shit about your job. Uh, I don't care. Oh. Don't leave me on red. Whoa. When did I leave? I responded. I said on in five. You did no such thing. No, you did not. You left me on sure red. <laughs> He's like, oh, I meant to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I did. I'm just messing with you, Gerald. Happy to have you here. Listen, one of the big things that popped off tonight was the news that DA did not stick around in the locker room to talk to media. Big deal? Not a big deal? What's your take on it? Uh, I mean, between nothing something and everything it's probably it might be something but i'm leaning closer towards nothing this is something that happens more than it probably should in the locker room if a guy has a rough night and we want to talk to him sometimes they slip out right before they shower after they shower they know how to get out of here if they need to um so it's not that huge of a deal it's not that uncommon is it, is it because chris paul knows where all the secret doors are all the tunnels all the tunnels maybe 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 he was just doing his teammate a solid and getting him out of there. Um, but no, look, if you, if you, for the people that are freaking out about DA not giving Chris Paul a high five or whatever, and, you know, his teammates having to come kind of console him and encourage him on the bench, uh, that's a fair concern. But if you hear what Kevin Durant and Monty and Devin Booker were saying after the game, uh, they were all very encouraging in terms of Monty was saying, you know, it wasn't DA's best night. But that's why you have your brother there to pick you up like Jock Landale did and close the game. Um, you know, Devin Booker was saying, you know, energy and effort can't go away this time of year. Um, and he saw he was getting a little flustered, getting in his head a little bit. But, um, you know, he said, it's my job to pick him up. And Kevin Durant was kind of echoing the same sentiment. I don't know if I agree that it should be their job to do that at this stage of the season. But... You know, I, I just that's kind of the only silver lining that you can take from a performance like the one that D.A. had is that his teammates, they have an opportunity to say, no, he just needs to play better or no, we need to have everybody on the same page, energy and effort wise. 
Um, and instead they took a different route because they know that they need him in this series. And that's my biggest takeaway from tonight was, yes, they got the win. Yes, they got two superstar performances out of their two superstars. But they're not going anywhere if they don't get playoff DA at some point here. And that's kind of my biggest concern. Uh, I can't wait for the day where Devin Booker has a bad day and we all rely on Landry Shamit. Um, so moving on from that, <laughs> I, I get, I mean, honestly, I, I'll ask this question. Like, I know Jock had a good game. I know his effort is there. And I know it's much, much different when you were coming off the bench as, you know, a, a role player than in the starting lineup, obviously. Um, but it's starting to look more and more certain that we're not going to get playoff DA. We've had now eight games, and he has still not really played up to that level that he set in 2021 and in parts of 2022. I have legitimate concerns that the Suns will ever see that this this series. I know it's maybe it's premature to say, but it's three games in the series, and he still hasn't figured it out. Um, and it's it's more the aggressiveness. Jock really did some things last night or in this game. Were you surprised that Monty, when he pulled out Jock, put DA back into the game? DA immediately has a couple flubs. Um, were you surprised that Monty was willing to go back to Jock and not just stick with DA for the last five minutes? No, I honestly wasn't. And I think this is the flexibility with the rotations that people have been looking for. As much as you want to keep one of your core guys in there, you're down 2 0 at home. You don't have time to worry about that kind of thing. You need a win. And DA missed a layup and then got a defensive rebound, and it was stripped from behind immediately, and the Nuggets scored right away off of that. Like, they didn't have time to let that fester and let his mistakes continue to snowball because that's what it felt like. I thought he wasn't that bad in the first half. Like, he missed two shots around the basket, but I thought he out-rebounded Jokic. He played him physically with defense. That second half, that third quarter was just yeah. awful, though. Yeah. Like, that was terrible. That was some of the worst defense I've seen from DA in quite a while. Um, and offensively, he wasn't doing anything for them either. So that's tough. I, I think going with Jock down the stretch was the right call, closing with him. Um, and I think as much as people were upset about the Landry Shamit minutes, they needed someone to guard Jamal Murray. And he was getting cooked, but so was everyone else. And I thought he worked his ass off. Um, you could make a case that Terrence Ross should have gotten some of those minutes as well. Uh, but TJ Warren was the right call down the stretch. He hit two big buckets for them. Um, Jock Landell over busy was the right call. He played most of the game and closed for them. So as much as people want to get on money about the rotations, I thought tonight both game plan and rotations were much better. Um, and then they just needed two superstar performances to carry them across that threshold. Didn't Monty mention anything about Terrence Ross or TJ Warren and how they played or what they brought to the court tonight? Yeah, he was saying a lot of those bench guys that they put in there gave them a jolt, and it was something that they needed. Obviously, they needed the offense, um, but just having a bigger body like TJ Warren out there was one thing that Monty liked uh, on the defensive end. Obviously, he worked his ass off on that side of the court, um, and then he hit those big shots, and he was saying – he said this multiple times about guys like TJ – that they're not just afraid they're not afraid to take and make shots and live with the results if they miss um and that's what we saw in that one possession he missed the corner three the suns fed him again in the corner and he hit the second one uh that's huge they needed that kind of confidence from someone off the bench that kind of shot making ability so that's something to keep an eye on moving forward i think warren in particular could have just bought himself a bigger role and hopefully ross as well 
Oh, man, just imagine how big of their role would be if they got a lot more run earlier in the playoffs. <laughs> they, I Listen, I, I, I was really pleased. The, the biggest point against those two was defense. And I thought defensively they held their own. I thought they played very well on defense, especially T.J. Warren. I thought Terrence Ross had a couple miscues, but he was able to close out uh, quick enough uh, to at least have – to try and have an impact on the shot. So um, I was very happy with both of their defensive performances because that was the one Achilles heel, according to everybody and their mother, as to why they could not possibly be playing, uh, even though they are two of the best scorers to come off the bench. So I'm happy to see that they got some run. Campaign also had a phenomenal game in terms of pace. I thought he changed the game and gave the Suns a lot of easy buckets. Uh, you know, and, and, and it freed things up, especially for Kevin Durant, who was struggling scoring the ball, got himself a couple easy dunks and kind of got into the flow of things, especially after that second dunk. Um, what was your take on campaign? Yeah, I, I thought he played great. Like you said, the tempo, the pace was huge for them. Monty cited just that first layup out the shoot uh, to start the game was exactly what they were looking for with campaign being able to get downhill. He liked the way that they pushed the tempo in semi-transition as well. Um, that's something that's kind of been missing for this series. And, uh, you know, campaign said again, he wishes he had shot better. I think he was, wound up being like three for nine or something like that. But just having someone who's willing to get downhill to make plays, I think he had seven assists. So he, he was solid tonight. And, and that's, I know we said we're not going to talk about the offseason and we're not. But it was kind of telling tonight that we always talk about the Suns have their core four. And two of those four, one needs to play faster and one needs to play with more motor. And tonight we saw their backups basically provide what the Suns really need from those two positions. Even though those other two guys are obviously better players, they provide campaign and Jock Landell provided what the Suns needed out of those two spots tonight. And that will be something to keep in mind in the offseason if the Suns lose the series or if they fall short of their title aspirations. Like, you need to address, you need to build around Kevin Durant and Devin Booker and put those skill sets in those spots because as good as Chris Paul is, as good as DA is, they're not providing what the Suns need from them right now. Listen, uh, you know, sometimes it's really nice to, to drive a Cadillac, um, but at some point you kind of get old of the Cadillac and you're like, you know what, I want to drive this Ferrari. And that's kind of what I feel like is happening right now with the Suns. Chris Paul is the Cadillac, if you can't tell what my analogy is. And, uh, you know, campaign is the Ferrari. He's just trying to go fast. He just wants to go as fast as he can. Uh, he beat all five guys down the court on, the very first, on his very first bucket. Uh, and that, to me, kind of set the tone like, oh, yeah, we're here to change the game right now. Like, let's go. Let's be ready. And so I thought, I thought he, he was phenomenal. I thought, you know, and obviously we could talk on and on about Devin Booker, but, you know, he's just, he's just a phenomenal player. So I got a couple questions for you for Devin Booker and KD, uh, two of the bigger one guys on the court out here tonight. Uh, 42 minutes for Book, 43 minutes for KD. Is there any concern there? Obviously, I mean, you kind of have to. I get it. It is what it is. It's playoff basketball. But is there any concern whatsoever there? Definitely on my part. I asked Book how he's feeling physically about, you know, not just doing everything offensively, but defending on the other end, logging heavy minutes. Um, and tonight was a more up-tempo game as well. Uh, and he said, I feel so good. I'm blessed to be able to come out here and play playoff basketball. So he's loving every minute of it. This is it's what he's been preparing for. It's it's, but, diff it's different, like, though. It's different when you're when you're playing a grinded, slow down style. I do feel like those minutes wear on you a lot more 
because you're not out, you're not running, you're not getting out into the flow, you're not getting into a rhythm. I think I I, I don't know. Do you see that? I mean, it can if you're the guy that's doing everything on the ball, but I feel like in the first two games they had a fairly decent mix with all the ISO stuff of KD and Devin Booker getting off the ball. Um, tonight it felt like – I think he played 41, 42 minutes tonight, so they were able to get him a little bit more rest. Not much, but a little bit more. Um, and I think they needed to because tonight felt a lot more up-tempo. I'd have to look at the numbers. But, um, yeah, Book said he feels good. My worry is it's not sustainable. Like this, this formula to success that they had for tonight, it's not something that they – like you can't expect Devin Booker and Kevin Durant to combine for 85 points and not get much out of DA um, or, or some of the other guys. Like they got contributions from some of the bench guys for sure, but they still need more. Um, and I, I just don't know how sustainable it is for them to be playing 43, 45, 42 minutes every night against this more well-rounded Nuggets team. Like at some point, someone is going to have to step up and drop 10, 15, God forbid, 20. Like <laughs> They could use some help in that regard because even if they – even up the series, even if they get out of this round, they're going to face better teams, and I just don't know if that two-pronged attack is going to be enough with the minutes that they're they're playing right now. They don't, but they don't seem gassed. Like Kevin Durant, for instance, um, every time he came off the sideline or came to, towards the sideline during a TV time or whatever, he wasn't even breathing. He just had his mouth closed the whole time like it was no big deal. And I'm like, geez, I know he was bending over and like grabbing his shorts a couple of times. But I also think that he does that in the first quarter. Like he just that's a comfort yeah. for him. Kind of like it was for Jordan back in the day. I don't necessarily I just I feel I like those two just, are just built different. But it's long term. It's if we they, if we end right. up going past this round and in further into the playoffs, it will catch up with you. I don't think right. it will. And though. It's, but that's the thing. Is they had 30 some odd years old. How old is he? 34? They had three days of rest in between these two games. That is definitely a factor in this. And moving forward, they only get one day in between each game. Uh, we saw in game two, both of them were pretty gassed down the stretch. DA was gassed like everybody was tired. That will catch up with you. And then like Lindsay was saying, it's not so much for game four or even game five necessarily, but like it's for the rest of this series. It's for what goes beyond if they're able to get out of this series. It's just not a sustainable formula for success if they're not getting something out of DA, if they're not getting something out of the other guys and able to keep it in like mid forties instead of 45. Hmm. Okay. Uh, D in the chat said, okay, now let girth gush about book. So Gerald, this is your opportunity to give all the love and flowers to Devin Booker and tell us what his teammates and coach said about him too. You want, you want to take off your shirt and show everybody your new tattoo? I don't have one of those. Oh, I, I thought you got a Devin Booker tattoo. My bad. My bad. My bad. I, I heard, I I heard that wrong. Incorrect sources. That, you, you, yeah, that's, that's, that's some fake news there. Um, but I look, I've said this. I said this in the first round. I'll say it again. Devin mm. Booker has been the best player in the playoffs out of anyone so far. Um, he has hit 45 points in three of his eight playoff games to this point. Um, there's just nobody that I would trust to get a bucket in the postseason right now more than Book. He's been insanely good. His shooting numbers have been off the charts. Like 20 out of 25 is just stupid. Um, and, and Monty was saying after the game, and Kevin Durant too, like they're not surprised by this. They've been asked that so many times, and Kevin Durant was honestly exasperated when he was saying, yes, I knew this was the guy that I wanted to come 
and play here with, he ignites our whole team. He's kind of the driving force behind it, which is, you know, think back a couple months ago when we first got Kevin Durant. If we were to hear Durant saying that about Book, he is the force that drives our team. Uh, that would have seemed pretty insane. So I, I don't think we should be taking this for granted. Like I said, I don't know how sustainable it is for Book to keep putting up 35, 40, 45 points a game and carrying them to victory. He's going to need some help at some point. But what we're seeing right now is arguably the best basketball of Devin Booker's career. Um, and I, I, I hope that it continues. But for his part, he said he's been preparing for this since he was young. That's why he loves playoff basketball so much. That's why his message to the team after the game two loss was you have to embrace this shit. You have to be thankful that we're on this stage and get to play in playoff basketball. So he has the right mindset about it. And it's really cool to see someone who's been working their whole life towards this moment, you know, playing through all the adversity of these losing teams, finally get to show out on this kind of stage. It's, it's pretty awesome to witness. All right. And then I want to ask you about Kevin Durant because, you know, while Kevin Durant did have 39 points tonight, which is fantastic. uh, We did talk about his efficiency and his efficiency in game two as well. Saul had some ideas about maybe what it is with KD. Um, What did he say about it? Because the other thing is, is that a lot of people are like, he had 39 points. And yes, he did have 39 points, but by Kevin Durant standards, his efficiency is not there. So what did he have to say about uh, his shooting as of late? Yeah, he, he admitted that he's been kind of rushing it a little bit. He's been forcing it a little bit too much, and he said he's overthinking. Um, you know, he was able to get to the free throw line, which saved him tonight. He said after the first couple shots weren't falling, he made it his focus to try and get to the foul line. But he's continuing to be aggressive. He said it's not a matter of him kind of figuring out the offense or figuring out where he fits. He said he's just missing shots, and and that's something that can be corrected. He feels like it'll come around soon. Um, You know, Monty was saying at practice all this week that he feels like with guys that put in as much work as someone like Kevin Durant does, eventually that will turn around, and hopefully we'll see it in game four because we were kind of thinking game three had to be the night to save the season where Kevin Durant was the guy. And instead, Devin Booker was like, don't worry, I got this. Yeah. Now, if Kevin if Kevin could take that role in game four, that would be fantastic because we're still waiting on that vintage Kevin Durant night, which sounds stupid to say about a guy who had 39, 9, and 8. But like you said, it wasn't very efficient. He had, you know, game one, it was the turnovers. Game two, it was the bad shooting. Game three, it was the bad shooting. Now we need a game four to even up this series where it's like, oh, shit, Kevin Durant figured it out. And now maybe the momentum is starting to change. All right, so a couple things in in uh, Super Chats. So JP, thank you for yours, said, Jock Landale, two minutes in, elbow to Jokic's face. Love it. <laughs> Gerald, did you have fun watching Jock tonight? I did, and this was something that I had written about heading into today's game. I felt like, and Monty had said it at practice, they didn't do a good job of punishing those mismatches, uh, those small ball lineups with Jock Landell. There were opportunities there in game two to do so. Jock told us on the show himself that he was missed a couple of times and they hashed it out. I felt like tonight they did a much better job of feeding him the rock. I felt like him sprinting in transition and playing with that motor on the offensive glass opened things up for his teammates. There was one layup where Booker literally drove right into the empty space where Jock Landell sprinted past. Um, and that opened up a driving lane for book for a layup like those are just the little things that maybe don't get noticed in the moment um but landale was huge tonight and like i said it, it's kind of telling that a guy that can come in there and play with that type of motor 
shows what this team could use. And if DA can harness some of that in game four, then the Suns will really be in a good place. You want me to just go down super chats or do you I want mean, to read one? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Money Man, thank you for your super chat. Uh, first one ever. So appreciate it. Said Katie played like 17 games since January. It's not the lights that affect him. Not sure any player could just continue Hall of Fame play with that little game time. Gerald, I have a theory about Kevin Durant. He does. I have a, okay. I have a theory that, um, you know, I, I would, again, I want to go back and take a look at how he has performed in when playing in Phoenix. But um, I don't feel like he has shot at a high clip against the Suns when he was playing against the Suns and just in that arena in general. I have a feeling that there's a little bit of an adjustment for him to be made in that arena. It might be foolish. That's fine. I'll concede that. But sometimes some gyms just fit a player's eye better than others. That's a reality. And I feel like he's kind of going through a little bit of that here. I would have to do the research and look into the numbers, but that's not a bad hypothesis. And the whole point of the scientific method is to submit a hypothesis and then conduct tests <laughs> and it. see if the evidence backs that's it up. So that's it. That's all I was asking yeah. for, Gerald. I appreciate <laughs> you. But then, Gerald, explain game two. Yeah. Game two. I mean, maybe, maybe, maybe Denver's another one of those arenas. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> no, I, I listen. I Denver's don't, a terrible arena. Listen, I understand that your theory is 100% a possibility. I just like to give you grief. Yeah, but but that's really all it is. Your grief was just grief to give grief. Yeah, exactly. I, I, what I literally just said. Yeah, but your grief wasn't grief, and I, I wasn't here for it. Yeah, well, I was. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then last thing, Gerald. It's a super chat, so I have to read it. Gerald, did Leo, you boo Landy Shamit too? Oh man, Leo. that was rough. That was rough. You know. The, there were only like mild boos. It wasn't like the whole arena booing, but like the guy hadn't even done anything yet and he was about to check in and they started booing. Like that's <laughs> that's brutal, man. It I is brutal. It, it is. is brutal. I do listen, I was telling you during the game, I feel really bad for Landry because it's not entirely his fault, right? Monty is also to blame for a good part of this. Eva's look right here is perfect. What is is Landry going to do? If Monty calls Landry's name, is Landry, no, 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 no. This guy, Monty, no, this guy. Play better. Maybe there are limits to what Landry is capable of doing on a basketball court. But if Monty keeps putting him out there, there, what is Landry going to do? Are we really sitting here saying... I mean, poor Landry Shamit. It's not his fault. He sucks at basketball. He's just like, like no, <laughs> no, he's supposed to be. It's exactly his fault. You guys, Landry takes so much grief from this fan base and every other fan base out there. And while I understand that he, he is not the best basketball player, and he should probably not see as many minutes as he has seen over the last, however many games or years you want to go back, it is not his fault that his coach puts him out there time and time again. It is not his fault that James Jones offered him a contract to sign. Like, could Landry be better? Yes, but Landry's playing time is not up to him. The amount of money that Landry gets is not up to him. All I'm saying is, I don't think Landry should see as many minutes as he has, but it's not all his fault. It, it, okay, let's go back. Let's, let's debunk this, this whole theory of yours. Uh, it's not his fault that he got a contract extension. Correct. It is not his fault 
that Monty Williams continues to play him massive amounts of minutes for no reason. You're absolutely right. But he does. It is his fault because he has ability to overcome his bad and poor does play. Does he? He's trying his best. I guarantee that. You think Landry's out there on the court being like, eh. I'm okay. I'm going to take this little possession off right here. It's cool. I'll get the next one. It's a wide open three. You can't no, hit a wide open three. You're a professional basketball player. You can't hit a wide open three. Listen, Kevin. Dur look at Kevin Durant's efficiency tonight. Oh, now we're comparing okay, Landry Shamit to Kevin Durant? That was a stretch. I'm aware. <laughs> I'm just saying. She, she was about to catch strays in the chat, so she was like, time out. Time out. I was kidding. I was kidding. No, listen, a lot of the chat is agreeing with me, though, that like it's not 100% Landry's fault. He is trying. You know he's not going out there trying to miss wide open threes or screw up defensive plays. Like, that's not who Landry is. You know what? You're right, Lindsay. You guys were, I'm just saying. You're, you know what? You're, you guys you're right. are being really mean you're, right now. You're right, Lindsay. Landry, Landry Shamit, Landry Shamit, if you have an opportunity to watch this show, I hope, you watch, all of you. I hope you watch this section right here, okay? Landry Shamit, you are good enough. You are smart enough. And gosh darn it. People like you. Name Lindsay. <sighs> Gerald, help me out here. It's not all his fault, right? Am I wrong? I will say I will say what I said again. He defended his ass off. Yes, he missed some shots. He also hit a couple of shots. He was better than he has been. I don't think Monty should be playing him as much like, as he is. Is Gerald reading but, off a script right now? But, no. <laughs> it's the Landry Shamit script. This <laughs> is the same shit I've been saying for like a year. It's the same shit. Like, I don't know how many different ways to say it. I just feel like I feel like it's a snake that eats its own tail because he's aware of how disliked he is by this fan base. And so I think that puts extra pressure on him to perform. And he's already the type of guy that's mentally in his own head. That's his own harshest yes. critic. And so when you compile, when you compound those issues, you're going to get a guy that's not going to play with the confidence he needs to actually perform. And when he hears light booze in a playoff game, it was awesome to see him knock down a shot right after that and silence the crowd, which started cheering bunch of hypocrites but like i feel for the guys <laughs> they should have just booed, him, they should have booed even louder is that him, say? Oh, yeah, i'm sorry I'm, hey i'm sorry next time i'm at a game and i'm like boo the next time he hits a shot i'm gonna boo louder like, you didn't hear me the first time i'm boo! sorry i'm sorry but if you if you were one of the people booing landry shama before he checked in the game you had no right to cheer him when he made that first no shot. you didn't you. you did it none uh, out of fans, here with that energy. Anyway. Gerald, I, here's a news flash. Fans are fickle. Yeah, I'm aware of that. And that's the <laughs> problem here. Listen, I I just feel bad, okay? That's all it is. Like, I just feel bad. There is a limit to how much grief I can give one single individual because at the end of the day, they're still humans. Anyway, Luis sent us a super chat and he wants to know why Tori Craig isn't getting any minutes. Uh see exhibit A, Landry Shamit. <laughs> Stop. It's because TJ Warren played well tonight. Like, I, 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 I don't want to bite anyone's head off here, but like, we've been clamoring for more TJ Warren. We've been clamoring for more Terrence Ross. We've been clamoring for more Jock Landale. We got all of those things tonight. Tory Craig wasn't playing well. Um, he missed his shot bad, his one three pretty badly. Um, I thought the rotations were good tonight. Like, yes, Landry Shannon probably played a little bit too much. I think some of those minutes should have gone to Ross in the second half, especially when he pulled a Kogi because of the way they were defending him with the pick and roll, putting Jokic on him. 
I thought that was an opportunity to go to Ross instead of Shamit. But aside from that, like it didn't cost them. Their game plan was good. Their rotations were good. Um, and I think if Akogi and Craig can't prove that they can do more and maybe knock down a couple shots, their minutes might continue to dwindle a little bit in this series with the way the Nuggets are playing them defensively. Listen, I think the, the key to this game was that the, the Nuggets role players did not step up tonight. Um, and the Suns did. And I feel like it's almost as simple as that. Now, our star players played at another level. Um, but Jokic, I mean, listen, he was like, I think he's like the first player in NBA history to have a 25, 15, and 15 game. Like, he's 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 also playing at a whole nother level right now. Like, he's phenomenal. Uh, he's, he's a great basketball player. Jamal Murray gave you some buckets. He played much better than he did in game two. But that supporting cast, Aaron Gordon wasn't as effective as he was in Denver. Um, you, you, MPJ had a couple buckets. Uh, he felt like he was making a little bit more noise in this game than the first two. Uh, so I would keep an eye on him for game four specifically. I told Lindsay before the game, I was like, we haven't had an MPJ game yet. And I feel like that's coming. Um, so we got to be careful of that. Um, but KCP didn't do shit. Uh, the other supporting guys, uh, Brown didn't do shit. Braun didn't do shit. Like, so I felt like the Suns did a very good job of keeping them at bay. Um, while the, the two stars kind of flourished. And to me, that's the recipe for success in, in a win in this series. Your two stars got to outduel those two stars, and your role players have got to outduel their role players, and you'll be good to go. I know it sounds weird. If your team plays better than their team, then you should be okay. <laughs> yeah, no shit, Saul. But no, you're right. I, I, I think they did. They finally won the non Jokic minutes. I'm pretty sure I'd have to look at the numbers, but at the very least, they played them even with those second unit lineups, those small ball lineups. The Suns hadn't done a good job against them in the first two games. It felt like they did tonight with Jock and some of the guys that they were throwing out there. So that that's a huge development in the series if it can continue moving forward. Uh, and then our final super chat from Larry Lewis. His first one, thank you so much, said stop poop emoji, poop emoji on Shamit. So stop poo-pooing on Landry Shamit. You can poo-poo on the fact that he's playing, but not him himself. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I don't think I got okay. personal with Landry Shamit. You didn't, but I feel like it is getting personal. It's getting to that with point. With me? No, just in general, as a whole. I, I, the, the, I, I Listen, Landry Shamit, <clears throat> as a person, I know nothing about. Landry Shamit, as a Phoenix Suns basketball player playing valuable minutes in the playoffs, I know everything about and that's all I'm referring to. Landry Shaman, I'm sure, is a very nice guy. I do feel bad for the amount of shit that he does get. Sometimes I say it just kind of in a joking way, but also kind of reality. So it's a little He's bit of a mix. Joking. But like, yeah, I do think that that's that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, it, I don't think any of what we've said towards Landry Shamit is personal in terms of attacking his character or who he is as a person. But I do right. think it gets personal when we bag on him so much because part of his identity is a Phoenix Suns player, and we just rip that to shreds sometimes. And I, it feels over the top. I think it's only because it comes at the expense of what we perceive could possibly help this team, such as in like game one when TJ and Terrence didn't get a lick of playing time and, and nobody could hit a bucket, and it was really awful. It was really ugly basketball. Like, yeah, that, that – it's hard to justify 20-plus minutes of Landry Shamit in a game like that. Um, so I think that's where a lot of the vitriol forms is because it's sac you're sacrificing other players' potential roles and being able to contribute to a team victory uh, for Landry Shamit, which it does not feel like it's equal. And so even in a game tonight, like Josh Okogie, in my opinion, should have played more than Landry Shamit. 
but he only got 10 minutes. And for whatever reason, like, I feel like those two are kind of interchangeable to some degree, especially defensively. So that's just an opinion. All right. Well, I think that'll do it for us. I appreciate you guys all joining us for our game three recap. We hope you have a great Saturday. Don't forget to meet us right back here on Sunday. We'll have a pregame show 30 minutes before tip-off and a postgame show for you guys then as well. Hopefully, Suns can uh, get another win in game four, make this two to two, and head back to Denver, and we've got ourselves a series on our hands. Until we see you on Sunday, you can follow the show at PHNX underscore Suns on Twitter. You can follow me at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay, and you can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. Saul, take us home. Uh, you need four games to win a series, and the Suns just got one. Let's go for two on Sunday. Bye-bye.